Unity Point Health St. Luke's Hospital takes you inside the heart for a triple bypass open heart surgery in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Our patient is Scott Frederick. He's a 54-year-old Cedar Rapids man who had progressively struggled to catch his breath. Initially, he thought his asthma was gradually getting worse and went to an urgent care to get checked. Once there, the doctor looked at his chest x-ray and noticed his swollen legs and told him to go to the ER, as he suspected Frederick may have congestive heart failure. It was confirmed at St. Luke's ER, and Frederick received unexpected news. He would need triple bypass surgery. Like I couldn't even go up a flight of steps, because just being so short of breath. And I thought, what we both thought it was asthma. I was taking a couple different inhalers and wasn't getting any relief. So yeah, so this is quite a deviation off the highway going from asthma to open heart surgery. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what led up to it is the fact that I did shortness of breath and, you know, had to sleep sitting up in my recliner. Um, couldn't eat much because I just felt like I was bloated the whole time because I retained so much uh, fluid. In the operating room is Dr. Gary Whitey, a cardiothoracic surgeon from Physicians Clinic of Iowa, an anesthesiologist, a perfusionist who operates the heart and lung machine, a physician assistant, and St. Luke's highly skilled open heart team of nurses and surgical techs. You know, most people with, with coronary disease or blocked arteries typically present with chest pain. And he surprisingly never had any chest pain, but for him, what ultimately happens was a slow progressive thing where the blood flow to the heart was reduced and the heart muscle just progressively got weaker and weaker and weaker because it wasn't nourished uh, with the blood that it needed. So as the heart pump started to you know, fatigue and fail, he started to build up a lot of fluid on his lungs and in his legs. And so he, you know, that's how he developed congestive heart failure. So for him, it was more of a progressive, slow blockage thing as opposed to an acute immediate thing, which we can see from time to time. Congestive heart failure is a progressive condition, which affects the functioning of the heart. It can be life-threatening if left untreated. So for him, you know, he's got what seems to be a reversible cause in the fact he's got coronary artery disease and blocked arteries. Some people, the heart failure is related to valvular disease. If you correct the valvular problem or replace the valve, you know, the heart muscle typically, if it's no longer subject to the stress of either a faulty valve or abnormal or lack of blood flow, in time, the heart muscle will ultimately now, some people, the heart failure is irreversible and it's, it's damaged to the point that you can't fix it. During open heart surgery, the heart is stopped and a heart and lung machine is used while the surgeon works on the stopped heart. For us to be able to operate on a motionless, you know, virtually bloodless field, we put them on cardiopulmonary bypass or heart lung machine. So that requires us putting in big tubes or big cannulas into the heart that will drain blood and get blood back to the heart. And then ultimately what we do is we use a high potassium solution to cause the heart to stop. So the heart now is no longer beating, which allows us to work without the heart moving as we're trying to do things. You know, during that time, we cool the patient so that you know, the heart's protected, the brain's protected, the rest of the organs are protected. And then that gives us a chance to work for several minutes to, um, to try to get accomplished what we need to ultimately get done. As the surgery gets underway, the patient's sternum or breastbone is cut to allow access to the heart. The surgeon typically works on harvesting what's called the internal mammary artery off the front side of the chest plate. So it allows us to work kind of simultaneously so we can be you know, productive and we can be efficient through the operation. The biggest part of coronary surgery or bypass surgery is you got to have conduit, whether it's arteries or veins. And so for us today, it was an artery from the chest plate and two veins from the leg. The surgeon works in tandem with the physician assistant to harvest healthy blood vessels, which will be used to bypass the blocked area. 
The harvesting of the vein left leg, uh, historically, or many, many years ago, the way that was done is a large open incision down the inside part of the leg, um, and you would take this, you know, the greater saphenous vein out. And over the last, though I would say 20, 25 years or so, techniques and equipment has been developed to basically make a small incision by the knee, and you have a camera with a little dissector on the end of it, and you can kind of you know, tunnel it up and down the leg to basically clear the vein and free the vein up of the surrounding tissue, so ultimately, just pull the vein out with the only a small incision by the knee. And that's greatly improved any patient comfort, patient satisfaction after surgery. Once the surgery is complete, the heartbeat is restored and the patient is disconnected from the bypass machine. When we're ready to start the heart again. As I mentioned, the heart's been cooled for a period of time and the heart's got a lot of potassium in it. So uh, we give uh, basically warm blood, we call it a hot shot. It's, it's basically warm blood that's delivered directly to the heart. It does two things. One is it washes out any remaining potassium that's potentially circulating around the heart muscle itself. And the other thing it does is it warms the heart up. You know, the heart doesn't like to be cold. If the heart's cold, it doesn't beat very well. So it does uh, the ability to warm the heart up, wash the potassium out, so we take the clamp off. Ideally, you want the heart to start beating. Occasionally, the heart um, isn't quite ready to start beating again. And, and Hearts that you know are sicker than normal, and in Scott's case, you know, he's got kind of a sick heart. The heart can fibrillate, and so when the heart begins to fibrillate, we got to use these paddles to defibrillate or shock the heart to get it back into normal. During the final step in today's procedure, wire is used to close the chest. And when we're done, you, you check everything, make sure everything's you know hemostatic, nothing's bleeding. Fortunately for Scott, everything seemed to be pretty secure; nothing was bleeding. And then you know, closing of the chest. There's multiple ways to close the chest. The most common way to close it is with you know, surgical stainless steel wires. And so for Scott, you got a combination of seven wires in total, a combination of single and double wires. The double wires are just added for protective strength so the bone can heal back together. It takes typically about eight weeks for the bone to heal, so those wires are designed to hold the edges of the chest bone together to allow the bone or body's ability to heal it for its, its own strength forms. Following surgery, Frederick spent two days in the intensive care unit and another four days at St. Luke's. He immediately felt a difference in his breathing. Frederick is participating in cardiac rehab and likes that it helps him know his limits as he works exercise back into his routine. Just me trying to be overly aggressive, but you know, I'm thinking I can handle more, maybe a couple more minutes going on the machines or maybe a little more weight when I'm lifting it because I don't feel taxed. But then the nurse is telling me, well, you may not feel taxed, but that's not the muscles that you're working that may be taxed. So a lot of it's been education, basically just kind of relearning what I need to do. Plus, there's also this accountability factor, too. Frederick is already looking beyond his recovery to spending time outdoors, traveling to see his adult children, and catching a game at Wrigley. He's grateful for his care at St. Luke's from the ER to the operating room to the nursing care. Oh, I think it was exemplary. Everybody was always asking, well, what do you need? What could you use? That was down from the, the first-year students that came from CO to the ones that have been here probably 30 years. So everybody was, was going above and beyond, especially during this time of being so short-staffed. Unity Point Health St. Luke's Hospital is Cedar Rapids Heart Hospital as the area's leader in open-heart surgery since 1978. We invite you to learn more about our program and St. Luke's Heart Care Services today.